I don't know if you can hear me, but you're completely gone. You. Oh, well. No, no, no sig on the beeper. Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the baseball model during the course of this episode to cover four Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Thursday, May 25th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in picks and projections for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That costs under $1 a day. Get you the A-plus play of the day, all the A-grade plays, all the grades for all the plays, all the total projections, all the prices needed for a pick to get to an A-grade, and access to that Discord chat where we have a lot of fun and talk about a lot of other sports, get a lot of good betting recommendations from other gamblers just like yourself. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game. Do not try to forecast it to a T as it be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term view on here and don't get distracted, even though we might get depressed when the Diamondbacks blow a 5-0 lead, uh, including uh, not being able to hold a 5-3 lead with two outs and nobody on in the ninth inning, as those things, I guess, happen and will balance out in the long run. But my goodness, it's uh, hard to foresee it before it happens, unfortunately. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say, we'll be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, I, I could see you on the side of the screen there. And as I was going through that, of course, you you were laughing. Um, it's good that we can laugh about it. That's an oddly <laughs> specific example. That's 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 what I'll say. Just came up with that one off the top of my head. You know, it's just yeah. like, what if, you know, the, the, yeah. not like it's, it's real events or anything. Cousin uh, yeah. Jared, I, you know, we have good days. We have bad days. I feel like Tuesday was a fantastic day. My bank account was just like going through the roof. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday, starting off the day, 0-6. Um, do you have any words of, con- you know, consolation for the people? I mean, I, I, we, we haven't even had the rest of Wednesday. And I'm scarred. I'm like, I'm just ready for Wednesday to be over after an 0-6 start. I, there's so many games later. It might, we might have a winning day, but right now I'm just like shell-shocked after that, especially that Diamondbacks game. Well, for those of for those of y'all that have been with us for a while, I feel like this is what every week was last baseball season. Oh yeah, where you know it was just a roller coaster. It was never just this nice, fun ride with ups and downs. It was like either wonderful or absolutely terrible. Um, so I guess we should kind of be used to this. I mean, you talk about variability all the time, uh, but yeah, it just seems like baseball season gets really weird. Maybe even more so than some of the other sports that we talk about here. Yeah, I, th- I guess, and maybe we should be a little thankful that this year hasn't been quite as bad. It's been a little bit yeah. steadier than last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Last year felt like every week was four amazing days and three terrible days. And so we made yeah. money. But yeah, it was like every day was just like you were like doubling your bank account or like yeah. going broke, basically. It was yeah. the biggest role. That's how, that's how the last uh, 24 hours has felt for me. Uh, hopefully yeah. we can get back on the up here Wednesday night. Uh, I was telling I was telling Mrs. Professor earlier, I was like, hey, a lot of like, A-grade plays wins. I'm expecting a big day. And I'm like, starting off, you know, it's, 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 it's like we talk about with good and bad variants. And uh, we, we talk about a typical game and this Diamondbacks game, uh, you know, that sort of stuff. You know, I, like I said, I guess it happens. Um, we'll be on the other side of that. We've talked a lot about this, right? That it, yeah. You don't remember when you're on the right side of that as much as you remember when you're on the wrong side of it for, for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, 
but hopefully Wednesday night goes a little bit better. Uh, four games to talk about today on Thursday. We've got games throughout the day, which is a, a, a new thing for us on Thursday. Usually we've yeah. got literally one game for each time slot here, and I'm really excited about all four of these. I think all of these are going to be excellent uh, games to break down and excellent picks. Uh, but before we get to that, some quick reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of college basketball, MLB, or college football content. This channel provides Agro Minutemen plays will return four units. That is the risk plus one will equal four. That will be proportionally more on favorites and dogs. B grades return three. C's return two. And totals are flat bet. But let's get to it. As always, take what you like and leave the rest. You'll start off in the afternoon slot, 1230 p.m. Eastern. Cardinals at the Reds. Uh, Model likes the Cardinals and doesn't like the Reds. I mean, the Cardinals' offense has looked great, and the Reds just aren't very good. I, I, is there any? Is it more complicated than that, Cousin Jared? Nope, I, I would I would say not. I think Nolan Arenado has like a 1200 or a 1300 OPS over the past week, week and a half or so. We've got the wind blowing out at this uh, ballpark, so I think this is going to reward uh, the Cardinals for having a hot offense at at the right time. And you know, Luke Weaver, uh, according to sideline, not one of the better pitchers in in Major League Baseball. So I feel like this one sets up well for the Cardinals, which uh, ten days ago. I would have been shocked to hear myself say that, but they seemingly have found something here this this past ten to ten days to two weeks. Apparently, all it took was them to move the the star catcher that they signed out from catcher and then to DH and then back to catcher in the matter of like three days, and all yeah. their problems were fixed. Uh, yeah. Their pitching still a little bit questionable. That is going to be an issue. They didn't clearly prepare well for the transition from Yadi Molina, who's a Hall of Fame defensively amazing catcher, yep. uh, to, to someone else. But the offense has really found it, and that's the benefit of having. Wilson Contreras behind the plate is that yeah. you take a position that's usually not very good and you have a really good hitter. And now all of a sudden you're able to go one through nine deep hitting wise. And that's what we've seen from this Cardinals team when they, when they're hitting, they have no holes. It seems like. Yeah. And I mean, you and I wouldn't know anything about teams with poor hitting catchers. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't know anything about that. Um, Miles Michaelis versus Luke Weaver in this one. Michaelis gets an average grade. Uh, as Cousin Jared mentioned, Luke Weaver, not a very good pitcher. 654 ERA. The underlying metrics suggest maybe mid fives, but a pretty big edge for the Cardinals there. Big edge with the relievers. Obviously a huge edge offensively. Uh, we love the Cardinals here at minus 165. It's an A grade play. Sideline says it should be Cardinals. Uh, minus 226 is the updated number I've got on this one. Uh, this is a, a pretty big edge no matter what you're playing it at this point uh as long as the number starts with a one it's a great according to the model so you know jump on the cardinals on this one we love this pick um total on this one is 10 projected total is 11.9 i'm still going over 10 and a half uh I, i'd go over 11 on this one i think there's gonna be a ton of runs we've seen a ton of runs in the first two games of this series uh i expect a lot of runs here on wednesday night's game i expect a lot of runs on thursday afternoon uh, cousin Jared, as you mentioned, wind blowing out almost 10 miles an hour, upper sixties in this ballpark. It plays pretty small unless it's cold or the wind's blowing in. Uh, and this Cardinals offense, I think is just going to put up, just name their score basically against uh, a pitcher as bad as Luke Weaver and a bullpen as bad as the Reds. Uh, Cardinals team total over another way to look if you want to, of course yep. those are correlated. Uh, but the Cardinals should have no problem scoring a ton of runs and taking it to the Reds on this one. Yep, completely agree. And to your point, the the Cardinal, if you're looking at the over there, the Cardinals pitching still leaving a little bit to be desired. So again, if you want more ammunition for the over, there there you go. Yeah, yeah, the Cardinals are going to give up some runs because because of that, but they yeah. should be able to score as many as they want. Right. Uh, I, I kind of see a game uh, a little bit like Tuesday. I don't remember what the final score was, but something in that like eight to five range or something. I think is about what Tuesday's ended up being, and that's kind of about what I see here. That, that yep. the Reds will get a few runs, but the Cardinals should be able to get a ton. 
310 p.m. Eastern Marlins at the Rockies with regards to the side on this one Marlins minus 118 you can see that's a C grade pick on the screen there but you also there's no risk there I'm not I'm not putting anything on this game the C grade is kind of the default if you had to play it model says the Marlins are slightly better picked than the Rockies but I think this one's priced pretty well model says Marlins minus 113 so minus 118 is at least closer to that number the Rockies even money not really a great value in my opinion Braxton Garrett and Kyle Freeland, a pair of lefties here. Uh, Braxton Garrett has been a little bit worse with regards to the results, but the underlying metric suggests he should be a little bit better. Freeland's had better results, but the underlying metric suggests he should be a little bit worse. They're both average pitchers. Model likes Garrett a little bit more than Freeland, though. Marlins bullpen and offense probably slightly better, but they're on the road. It's probably a coin tossy type game, so not really worth investing on the side. But I think there's be a lot of runs in this one. We're going to over 10 and a half. Model projects 12.3, mid-70s in cores, wind blowing out around 10 miles an hour. That park's big, and so you get a lot of doubles and triples, wind blowing out, going to get extra homers, ball carries in that park anyway. Uh, you know, just should be a lot of a lot of runs here. Some of these day games and cores, uh, once we get to the summertime, can get kind of wild. This feels like a game that might get a little bit wild. Uh, what do you think, Cousin Jared? Yep, I agree. I like the over 10 and a half and to your point, the wind and the temperature are a big part of that. But I would also say there are a couple of Marlins pitchers where, you know, going over a number like 10 and a half would scare me. Uh, Braxton Garrett is not one of those pitchers. I mean, he's he's fine, uh, but not one of the ones that really scare me that he can be able to shut down this Rockies offense for, you know, an extended period of time. So uh, I like the over 10 and a half as well, mostly because the Marlins don't have one of their best pitchers going. Sometimes we get course field unders. I feel like in April we played a few of those. We did played a few we of did. them. Played a few of them here even in May when it was cooler. When it's like, hey, it's like fifty degrees, forty degrees. You know, it, it's it's not that you get low scoring games, but it's hard to get to eleven or twelve or something. Right. But nice that a day like this feels like yeah. runs galore happening. The, the the under days at cores are coming to an end until we get closer to the end of the year. Yes, yes. They are either coming to or have already caught into an end, right? Yeah, we don't, yeah. you know, one or the other. Uh, 6.40 p.m. Eastern, White Sox and the Tigers. Uh, White Sox uh, shutting out the Guardians on Wednesday. Congrats to the Guardians who made me, like, tinker with my model today because the Guardians' offense is so putrid. Uh, it, it, you know, there's really nothing else yeah. to say about it other than uh, clearly the model needed to be a little bit more re- reactive to what was happening. And uh, so congrats, Guardians, how terrible you are. Uh, White Sox hit to face another, uh, you know, kind of equally inept offensive team here in the Tigers. Let's take the White Sox here at minus 130, A grade pick. White Sox are a team that's uh, been pretty profitable to back as of late. We've been on them a few times here. Uh, you know, lately they started off terribly, of course, weren't nearly as bad as that. They're still not a great team necessarily, but they're being priced as if they're one of the worst teams in baseball. And just because they played like it doesn't mean they are that. It's it's just a good reminder. We talked about ERA. It does a great job of telling you what did happen. Maybe not a great job of telling you what will happen. Wins and losses are the same thing. They tell you what did happen, but they may not be the best predictor of what will happen. This White Sox team is still decent enough and is still pretty crummy AL Central. They're the better team here against the Tigers. Massive starting pitcher edge with Lucas Giolito against Alex Fado. Giolito's had a solid season, 360 ERA. Advanced metrics say that's pretty spot on, well above average. Uh, Fado's a guy who we've fadoed. <laughs> a lot thank you um in the last year and a half i couldn't help myself uh 460 era in his three outings this year advanced metrics say it should be in the fives just a big mismatch here and the white Sox bullpen kind of rounding into form their offense not great but i think it's still better than detroit's white Sox minus 130 
It's a pretty good price here. Gets an A grade. Sideline says it should be White Sox minus 152. Anything minus 137 or better gets an A grade. Total in this one's 8.5. Model says 8.4, so pretty well-priced total on what will be a nice day in Detroit. Cooling down, though, kind of a little chilly night here, maybe. Upper 50s to start, lower 50s to close. Wind blowing out, uh, kind of offsetting that cooler weather. Uh, 8.5 seems about right, though. You know, eight or nine runs seems pretty reasonable for this game. Not a total worth messing with, but uh, Cousin Jared, you and I are both on the White Sox here at a price like minus 130. Yeah, the White Sox have won seven of nine, so they're definitely coming around. I'm not 100% sold as of yet because those wins were against the Guardians, who you just mentioned are having some issues, to put it lightly, and the Royals, who yeah. just have issues. And so yep. I, I think, you know, I'm not quite sold yet, but you mentioned Alex Fado, not the best for the Tigers. Tigers, not the best team better than Kansas city, better than what Cleveland has been playing as of recent potentially for the Tigers. But I still think that the White Sox just kind of got it together enough in a game where Giolito is going for them against Fado. I think that they win this one. Yeah. The White Sox have their fair share of uh, over the hill pitchers who barely belong in baseball anymore, but Giolito is yeah. not one of them. Right. And so it's right, like, when right. you get one of the better pitchers, they're real easy to back. They still seem to win when some of the weaker guys are going partially. Like I said, a lot of it's the AL central and, I mean, you know, if you're a Tigers fan out there, I'm not trying to insult your team, but honestly, like Tigers, Royals, the way the Guardians are playing right now, I'm not sure any of them are very good, right? It's one yep. of those things where it's rounding air, the difference. Maybe the Tigers, except maybe they're a little better than the Royals, sure. Uh, maybe they're playing a little bit better right now than the Guardians. Guardians have a little more potential. I don't know. They're yep. all just not very good baseball. Teams. And I'm not saying the White Sox are good either, but when yeah. the White Sox, you know, are at least throwing Giolito, it's like, okay, well, at least we've got a competent pitcher to back right. at a reasonable price. Honestly, a lot of this AL Central, the way I'm kind of looking at it is when one of the better pitchers of any of these teams goes, you just back them. And right. otherwise, you just kind of steer clear. You don't want to back them. You just want to fade them. And if it's two bad pitchers, maybe you just take the over. Yep. But, you know, and right now, that's what we have with Gilito here, you know. Um, it's just a bunch of crummy baseball. You know, it's like the whole AL East just needs to you know, like swallow up the AL central, you know, we'd have a re relegation is like what happened between those two divisions. It seems like, cause you yeah. got all the talent in the East and the central is just kind of like there. I guess the twins yeah. are, are, are okay. I guess the twins are going to win that division. Like by de facto, because everybody else is terrible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow they're only three games up on all of the teams we just mentioned that weren't very good. So, and I, and I guess to, to their, to their, uh, uh, to their excuse, I guess the Twins have had a ton of injuries, which I yeah, guess is yeah. kind of their excuse for that. Whereas the other teams, I think, are just not very good baseball teams. But yeah, they, when you got a couple of not very good baseball teams, massive starting pitching edge, pretty simple and straightforward to just take Gilito in this one. He's been pretty good to better so far this year. Don't see why that wouldn't continue here yeah. today. And then rounding us out a late game, a late Thursday game. Usually when you have a night yes. game on a Thursday, we got a yes. late one if you're if you're a night owl. Nine forty p.m. Eastern. Got two picks on this one as well. Mariners minus 210 is an A grade pick and going to go under seven and a half. Let's start with the side Mariners minus 210 model. So this should be Mariners minus 303. Look, cousin Jared, we said on the offseason, we're going to have to back the A's at times. They're going to win 60 games. I don't think they're going to win 60 games. Nope. Nope. I'm not I'm sure. I'm not sure are they going to win 50? Like, not I'm not sure. Rate. Not at this rate. And the model seeing this, the model is seeing just how bad they're performing. I don't know if there's also some mental aspect of nobody, you know, the, not that the fans don't care. The fans do care. The fans are upset with the owner, yep. the, the ownership situation, everything going on, the distractions. I don't know what's going on there, but you know, generally speaking, you put a pair of, you know, a, or a bunch of triple A players out there. They're going to win 50 to 60 games. And I'm just not sure the A's can get there. The model yep. seeing that starting to make some really big numbers, just fading them night in and night out. 
we're going to play some big numbers, but it, it's no different than taking big dogs. Take big dogs and you say, I don't have to win them all. I'm going to be profitable. Take the big favorites. Y- you don't have to win them all, but we're going to win most of them against the A's. Right. <laughs> that's, 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 true. The process, that's the process here. So we're going to lay a big number with the Mariners minus 210. A grade pick. Model says it's an A grade up to minus 266. Logan Gilbert, very good. JP Sears, not bad, actually. Uh, kind of, you know, he's a young guy, but like it wouldn't surprise me if the A's traded him because that's what they do. Now he's yeah, got plenty of years of co- contract left, but it just wouldn't shock me. He's league average, decent pitcher, you know, upper four in the ERA, but he's got some potential here. Um, it's just the problem is nothing else really. Uh, Brent Rooker, I guess, has done, had a pretty good season for the A's, but like the A's are just terrible up and mm-hmm. down everything, it seems like. Even when they hang in, in, in a game like they did with the Mariners on Tuesday, I couldn't pull it out. Uh, this Mariners team is solid. And, hey, you know, talk about a team trying to right the ship. Uh, nothing better to right the ship than, than play the A's here and, and try to take a four-game series. They've already won the first two. Wednesday nights hasn't happened yet, but I expect them to take Wednesday and Thursday, to be honest, uh, against just what's a crummy A's team. Because, uh, Jared, uh, we both like the under. You like the under more, under 7.5. Model projects 6.8, mid-60s for this game. Uh, nice night, so might have an open roof. If it's open or closed, it probably shouldn't affect things too much there. Uh, tell us more about the under. Well, let me preface what I'm about to say with the A's have given up. I'm going to go with 358 runs this season. That's 93 more runs than the second team in baseball. Wait, 353 Uh, is a real number. I thought that was a joke. (laughs) They have given up 358 runs this season. Uh, The second worst team in baseball would be the Royals have allowed 265. So nine. Wow. I really thought you were just runs. making up a really large number. I didn't think that was real. No, I, 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 I didn't think we played up. enough games for that to be possible. Yeah, we're only 50 games into the season. They've given up 358 runs. Their run differential is minus 178. Uh, there is no other team in baseball that has a differential greater than 71. That would be also the Royals. Uh, they have just been truly, truly putrid. Um, but you want to know who else has been putrid? The Seattle offense for most of the season. Oh. And, and you mentioned that J.P. Sears is on the mound for the A's, who is a competent pitcher, as you mentioned, and they're playing in Seattle. So this game, to me, has all the markings of a game that maybe has like five runs. And if this feels like a Mariners win, like 4-1 type thing, uh, I just have not seen anything from the Mariners offense this year that even as bad as the A's have been, I just don't feel like the Mariners are going to score like six runs. So I think this one goes under seven and a half. I actually feel pretty good about this one, considering that the A's are involved. Yeah, the uh, major league record, by the way, for worst run differential, obviously held by the 1899 Cleveland Spiders, because that's, yeah, everyone yeah. knows the Cleveland Spiders are one of the worst teams ever when they yeah. were, you know, just selling players off to, I believe it was the Yankees. Uh, minus 723 was their uh, run differential, which I don't think the A's are going to catch. Uh, I'm not sure what the record is for uh, the modern era, but you have to assume the A, I know the A's set the record through like 40 games. So y- yeah. you have to assume the A's are going to be vying for the worst run differential in the modern era. Um, yeah with the way that they're going and, and yeah it's it's you know they they are a team that you i feel like you just play the over under based off of their opponent because mm-hmm. the a's are just yep. so bad when they've got a decent pitcher going the other team's a real low scoring team they're going to play a low scoring game when it's a team that doesn't have good pitching and can hit a lot they're going to give up like 10 runs themselves so it's like yeah they're playing the cardinals and they're playing the dodgers you know just take the over right they're playing a team like yep. the mariners in seattle just take the under yep. right? and, and of course uh, gilbert being on the mound for seattle too i mean again the, the, the a's may score one run or something 
maybe yeah maybe yeah. maybe none right it wouldn't surprise yeah. anybody for that so uh yeah it, it, you know i i'm i'm surprised i feel like i feel like we've let the people down in the discord chat we talked all college basketball season about how in baseball we're going to take like the a's and these yeah. but i mean like they're so bad the price hasn't hasn't caught up i just think the number should yeah. be a lot higher that if you just blind it better you probably know this right but i just in case you don't in case you're newer to this right you can't just blind fade bad teams because they're priced usually pretty well and if yeah. you do that you won't make money but in this case they're so bad they aren't being priced right according to right. my model and according to if you've just faded every game you've done really well so far so it's like in general that's not a great strategy just to take a big favorite against a crappy team in general the a's the exception to that that rule well, just well, feels when, like when, blind fade them. when when you're keeping company with the cleveland spiders uh it may take a while for the books to catch up yeah, exactly exactly and my and my model and the books models are a little bit slow to react we don't want to overreact right. uh because we know the overreacting works like two out of ten times and hurts you eight out of ten times but in this case you need to overreact because this oakland team just not very good not very talented and again whatever there, there could be a lot of distractions uh it's got to be a frustrating situation showing up to play in front of 300 people who yeah. are all boycotting because the owner situation, the whole move to Vegas, it's just going to be a frustrating situation. So uh, Mariners, a grid pick under seven and a half, two solid looks in that one. <laughs> well, la, la, just for reference, the last time that the Mariners played in Oakland, I know this game's in Seattle, but we're talking about attendance for Oakland. Uh, the announced attendance was 2,500 and 2,600. And that probably was an overestimation to probably. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we've got. Cousin Jared, do you have any parting words for the viewer? Nope. All right. Short and simple. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content. We're right on this channel. Jump right into your feet. I'll be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.